0: All joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Good morning, church family. I really missed you guys last week. Like, really. I mean, I enjoy my vacation times and before and live stream, pulled it up. And it hadn't started yet, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a little jealous of Randy, the other Randy, by the way. Um, yeah, I I don't know if you know this, but I am having a blast preaching, um, and so missing it, it my hurt my heart my hurt ached my heart ached. Um, I miss you guys, so thank you for letting me come back. Um, <laughs> And some a friend of mine yesterday said something to the effect of, well, when are you going again? So Randy can preach. Um so thank you, Randy. Uh, thank you for for loving on our family and continuing on in James. Um I tell you, getting ready to plan out sermon, you know, what's the year gonna look like, what books do I want to go to? James has always been a favorite. Um, but especially verse twenty-two, um, to not just be hearers of the word, but doers of um, but doers as well. Um, not here's only, but doers. Yeah. I'll read it to you in a second. But I was like, man, I'm, I'm putting the dates out. I'm like, Randy gets that verse, you know, but I'll be nice. You know, we're staying in the flow. He was willing to give it up. I said, no, take it. Um, and and as I thought about the the last couple of weeks, I want to actually come back, um, because this verse has spoken into my life. Uh, my faith growth process even into the ingrained into my philosophy of ministry who I am as a pastor so I actually want to kind of come back to that verse, only that verse um, for us to look at from my perspective what, what it has affected my life with um, who God is and all of that so James 1.22 again so this is true faith hears and does or hear and do Part due. Worked all day on that. Um so James 122 says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Um it is a favorite verse of mine. If you don't know me, my ministry philosophy is go and do. Um I love missions, I love hands-on ministry, I think we do amazing as a church. Uh, doing all the activities and and ministry projects, even tonight, uh, the children's tableau for our community. I mean, anything that we can do to serve others, uh, for me to serve you, for for us to serve each other, for us to serve God, to serve our community is huge, um, and it has always been a big thing to me to always look at Jesus. What was Jesus' ministry? Um, and especially as a pastor, you want to kind of at least reflect Jesus. <clears throat> you look at Jesus' ministry, he was everywhere. Um, his ministry wasn't at the temple, the synagogue, saying, Hey, Son of God's here this weekend, come and hang out. We're, you know, is gonna get dig into the word, uh, give you some, some words to live by. He did that, but he was also everywhere. Um, he was visiting homes, he was rubbing. Uh, elbows and shoulders with the sinners, with the sick. Um, and that, and that's his ministry. And so I'm like, well, if I'm in ministry, I probably should kind of start doing that too. Um, and it's important to me, for me as a pastor, to be in the community, to be there, a- affecting others' lives with who Christ is in me. Not only you all. I mean, you guys are easy to love. Um, but to go out and to be intentional with those around me, the clerk at the store, um, a neighbor, uh, whoever I come acro- across, um, that has spoken deeply into my soul um, as not only a Christian and a believer, but as a pastor. So I wanted to kind of look at what does be doers of the word mean to me and how that may be. Hopefully you guys can get some of that. Um, like I said, missions has been a big part of my life. First official mission trip was in seventh grade. Uh, we got to go tent camping at a lake. Uh, so the whole youth group, <clears throat> we were big with musical. Um, we had a youth choir, so we had worked on a musical to present on a mission trip. So we went to this, to, to this lake community. We got to do tent camping, which by the way, that was the first time I got introduced to beanie weenies. <laughs> Canned beanie weenies is the most nutrient rich substance on earth when you're camping. Um, it gets you through the day. I recommend it to anyone who's going to go camping um, to get a can of beanie weenies. Uh, but a couple of friends of mine, they, mom and dad hooked them up. And so we were sneaking out, you know, eating when we probably weren't supposed to eat. And I'm sure my, our parents were like, well, why aren't you hungry for dinner? Well, I don't know. I had beanie weenies. Um, but we got to do tent camping. We got to do vacation Bible school at this small church. The community was doing a big festival, a parade, something uh, to where we got to present the musical in this city, like this town square, um, which was really cool. And so that was my first taste of hands-on missions. And I distinctly remember some of those pictures of doing life with the community that we were there with to love on them because of what Jesus was doing in our life. Now I probably didn't think that deep. But it it hit me to know that that's going to be an important part of who I am as a Christian. I want to live my life out by serving others, and I want that opportunity for those who I am leading and ministering to. So we've already done a lot, and we've got a lot coming down the road, especially with you guys chose me as your pastor. So we're going to do lots lots of cool stuff. But here's the key. The closest I feel to the will of God in my life, is by serving others, and I know that's true for you. Um, if you're if you're not sure what the will of God is in your life, if you're not sure if you're locked into who God wants you to be, when you are serving others in His name, you are as close as you can be to the will of God for your life in that moment. Um, and it it is all through Scripture, and we're going to take a look at some of that. So, as a pastor, it's important for me to make sure everyone has an opportunity. But even all of us have opportunities within our own circle of influence. And Matthew 5:16, I'll read this to you. I will make you look up a few in a, in a little bit. Matthew 5:16 says, "In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven." This gives gives glory to God. It's not just helping us with finding our will to God for God, but if it glorifies Him then yeah, let's do it. Um, so we, so here's this picture of, of doing. James is like, look, I know that you see the word, and I know that you're hearing it, but now you've got to do it. Um, it's life-changing. Now, hear me on this, too. If you don't feel called to do a mission trip, then that's fine. I know I was talking mission trips, but we all have a mission in our own life. We all have a family that we have been placed into, a work, a school, a community, a neighborhood, we have our own mission field uh, to be aware of ways that we can serve others. Um, it might be an absolute perfect opportunity to share the love of Christ, share the gospel with someone, or it might be simply doing an act of service for someone. And I i was a little convicted about this because I wrote a couple of these things for you all. Um, and But then as I wrote it, I'm like, I better check on this. So here's one. At home, when is the last time that you intentionally served a family member? So not just kind of covered chores, not just kind of, you know, being nice because you had to or mom and dad told you to, um, but intentionally served someone in your family, in your household. Um, That's an opportunity that we have. At work, when's the last time that you intentionally served someone at work? Um, Debbie's already texted me a reminder after first service that I have to be nice and serve her. And now here's Carol. So Mary's, I'm sure, watching. So yes, I I will find and intentionally find a way to serve you all. Oh great. Now I everyone knows. Um, but but look look for little in it people people, I was gonna say guys. Family, it's it can be a little thing. Um, I've shared my story with my neighbor about my neighbor Roland. Um, he did end up passing away a couple of months ago. He was dealing with with a lot of of illness. I passed away, but to back it all up, he and uh, Luisa moved across the street, so not across the street it 's like to the left he', he they 're the first house on the left coming into my street and about a year and a half ago, they moved in, and we did the polite you know introduce ourselves and then. It was just kind of like maybe in passing we'd wave or something but nothing nothing real relational. Um, but I was heading out to do some errands and I rolled my window down as I'm pulling out of the driveway. I'm like, "Hey you guys, you need anything from the gas station?" Now who who asks a neighbor if they need something from a gas station? It's not like I'm going to bring back a gallon of gas. I mean, I would have. But that's kind of, you know, I wasn't going to the grocery store, but I'm like, you know, if they want something sweet, I'll go pick up a candy bar. Uh, so they were like, no, no, we're fine. I said, no, you, I'm going, please let me get you something. So they wanted Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Um, so I brought back two Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Simple, fun, little act. But that broke the ice. Uh, that opened up a time to where we spent more time, intentional time talking with each other. Uh, we we talked through all the COVID stuff we talked through all the race relations and tension going on. He's a black man. I got a lot of insight from him, um, and I had that relationship. I got to share going through all this job search, search committee stuff going, um, and, and shared we shared our life together. Uh, he's a believer. He was, He was a Christian, and so we had that in common. It was a sweet thing, and it all was the candy run, something simple. Um, God has allowed us to not only come and worship, to sing and praise and worship him, to dig into his word, uh, to look intently at his word, but it is to affect our life. It is everything that we not only hear, but what we do. Um, and the little things to the big things, we need to be the light of Christ to those around us. And like Randy shared last week about looking at the law, um, he talked about the two words, one of, just kind of drive by, a little glance. Um, by the way, we took down all the cameras that were in the men's bathroom. Uh, if you're last, week, we don't really have cameras in the bathroom. Um, but yeah, a lot of times we look at ourselves and off we go and and we forget. And how many times do we show up to church, we're about to leave here soon, um, and we pull out of the parking lot and back to busy life, back to the stresses, back to the things that we have to get done today and tomorrow and this week, and, and we kind of forget what we got to experience here at church. And that's what James is, is warning us about. And so as I'm looking at the Word of God, and that other word to look intently is even like to bend down, like to really investigate, to really dig in. And God's given us his word to be able to do that. He's given us our worship service to do that. When's the last time that we dug in and intently looked for God during our time of worship? Um, That's why we do this. It's not just for check the mark for our day or our week. Come intentional. Like, what has God got for me today? Um, And so James is like, we've got to be aware of who God is not only hearing, but also doing. And God's word is amazing. Um, here's a gift directly from God, um, inspired and inerrant. Turn with me to Hebrews 4, verse 12. Hebrews 4, verse 12. And I was, as I was, I was like, I'm going to have this verse about the Bible, and then a word jumped out at me that I'm like, wait, man, God is all about this doing stuff. So, Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is living and active. Yeah, you can't quite do, or you can't be active if you're not doing. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So, here's the word of God active, like the word of God is doing. Why would we not be doing our faith? Why would not we not be doing our faith as we're growing? And then I'm like, well, what are some other words of Scripture? Well, check this out. What's another word for Scripture? The sword of the Spirit, right? How good is a sword if it's kind of displayed on your wall? Or a lightsaber, kind of just displayed in your office, right? What good is a sword if it's just kind of hanging there for, for display? Now, I know there's some amazing... um you know, it, that's amazing to look at, but what, what use is it? It's not unless you're using it. It's not unless you're sharpening it. It's not useful unless you use it for the purpose it's intended to be used for. So here's the sword of the spirit. Oh, the lamp to my feet. What good is a lamp if you're not lighting the lamp to, to use? The word of God is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. What good is a flashlight if you don't turn it on? Um, don't keep the batteries fresh. So the word of God is active. Um, it's a, it's a tool that God's given us to do. Um, and as we look at the word of God and, and all of that, I sit there thinking if the word of God is life changing and it has affected my life, it needs to not only affect my life on Sundays, um, but every single day. And that's what James is talking about. Don't don't come and experience church and then go and forget all that you've forgotten. Forget all that you've forgotten. Um, living on your life, like, it needs to be a part of everything that you are doing every day. Um, I had a season in my life in high school that it was like a switch. Um, my dad was on staff. I was at church. I knew all the Sunday school answers, Jesus anything. Uh, by the way, it gets you any answer in Sunday school. Um But it was like as soon as I left, switch, and I was a whole different person. My language changed. My attitude changed. I don't think a single person in my high school, friends that that weren't part of church, knew that I was even a Christian. Um, It was a simple switch. And it's so easy to fall into that. But if this word has transformed our life, then it has affected every aspect of our life. And... As I was looking at the Word of God, I'm like, man, okay, so we, it's quite obvious that God is wanting us to do. James has said, don't be hearers, be be doers of the Word. And I'm like, well, how much is God doing, right? I mean, obviously we know he's doing things, but I wanted to kind of break break that down um, for this next section. Because we can be doers because God does. So I'm like, well, what does the Holy Spirit do? So turn with me to John 14, verse 26. John 14, 26. The Holy Spirit's at work in our life. Um, God has given him to us to, to be in our life, to, to speak truth, to help us to understand his word, for opportunities when we don't even have the words for that prayer to go to God the Father. But John 14 26, here's some of what the Holy Spirit does. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So by the way, here's another thing that the Holy Spirit does. When we experience God in this place and we leave this place, the Holy Spirit is there to continue to, rem- to remind us and to guide us. So some words or some names of the Holy Spirit. Comforter, guide, intercessor. Spirit of life, Spirit of God. Um, the Spirit is at work. He is always doing. So what about God the Father? Does the Father do? What does he do? Um, and turn to Psalm 18, verse 2. I warned you I was going to make you guys work a little bit. Psalm 18, verse 2. i a little heads up. The next one's Mark 10, 45. Um, but Psalm 18, 2. God the Father, holy God, Um perfect God, without blemish, but he has allowed us to have access to him. Um Psalm eighteen two, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. There's a word in there that's used a lot. Because guess who God the Father is? He's my God. He's your God. Um, that's powerful. God gave us all access to him because of Christ Jesus. Um, so God's do God the Father is doing. Um, and who's left but Christ Jesus. Mark ten forty-five. if you jumped ahead. So what does Jesus do? Who is Jesus to us? Is he a doer? We know that. Um, Mark ten forty-five says, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. Um, not to be served, but to serve. And a lot of times I kind of would always jump right into that, to give his life as a ransom. So he served by giving his life. No, he served all the time during in his ministry. Uh, so here's Jesus Christ. Um, and some names of Jesus. And we could stay here for an hour. But I'll give you some. Um, Jesus, Almighty One. Author and Perfector of our faith. Bread of life, chief cornerstone, savior, deliverer, good shepherd, the great high priest, I am king of kings, the lamb of God, the lion of Judah, light of the world, Messiah, redeemer, mighty one, rock, the way, the word, the resurrection, and the life. Um, Here's the names of Jesus. Let me continue on by reading a couple of verses. Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. And then jumping to Isaiah 9. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Here's some names of Jesus that now we are in the Christmas story. We have already kind of decorated our homes. The church is decorated. We are in this season. But what an amazing reminder of what God has done and is doing. And one of his greatest doings was giving us Christ Jesus to come to live among us. To be born as a child to grow up as fully God and fully man. And with that is a celebration of Christmas. And with that is a God who is doing and allows us to have this relationship with him. Not just to learn about him, but to actually live this faith out. Um, And to to pursue him in all things. So with Christmas, with this time of the season, and we're going to stay in Christmas the rest of our time, um, the next couple of weeks. But with Christmas comes hope. Um, Jesus is hope. With Christmas comes grace. Um, with Christmas comes Emmanuel, God with us. A God, a man who walked among us, who lived with us, who talked with us, who laughed and cried with us, um, who rubbed shoulders with sinners, who who discipled the apostles, Like, that's God. There's Jesus incarnate that that we have, or God incarnate, that we have access to God the Father through the Son, um, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And with Christmas also comes the cross. Um, We have Christ Jesus given to us, not only as an example, not only for us to learn to experience God in flesh, but there is an ultimate sacrifice I had to get paid for us, for our sins, to get back into this right relationship with God, to get back into understanding our salvation and our need for a Savior, understanding that our sin is forgiven and we have full access to God the Father because of the sacrifice of Christ Jesus um, on the cross and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's who allows us to keep doing. And the reason to keep doing, if we are so utterly in love with God, utterly in love with Jesus Christ. It's got to affect everything that we do, everything that we say, everywhere that we go. And that's where James is. Be not just hearers. Don't just come and make sure you're attending every week and, and being quick to sign up for 11 o'clock service, but do like it's so much more than inside these walls. This is key. This, this is a continued place for us to worship together, to learn, to be together, to be discipled. But then it's go. Then it's do. Um, And what an amazing impact that has been on me. Um, Not only as a believer, but as a pastor. Um, That I cannot do my job if I am not doing. Um, I could prep all the sermons I want, all the studies, but it's so much more than that. Because that's who God has called us to do. So this This sacrifice of Christ on the cross we're about to go into Lord's Supper um, and what a great remembrance that we have, that we have a Savior uh, we have a God who is doing, um, and a Christ who loves us and and is so active in our life, uh, that we take a moment to not only remember and my challenge is the same as James, that we don't enjoy this time of communion and Lord's Supper, but that it affects us as we leave this place, farther than hopefully out on Bunker Hill or 228. That, that it has affected us in all that we do the rest of today um, and this week. So please pray with pray with me as we go into our invitation, and we will have a couple of our our men up here to receive you. And as we have this time of invitation, start to prepare your heart as, as prayerfully you've already been preparing your heart. Uh, to receive the Lord's Supper uh, and to remember Christ and all that he's given to us. Father, I thank you for this morning that you, you continue to just speak deeply into our hearts as we are going through this book of James. And Father, I pray that you continue to open our, our hearts and our eyes to ways to serve others. But Father, more importantly, it's because of what you have done in our life. It is because of how much we love Jesus uh, that has affected everything and who we are that we continue to do uh, because you have so amazingly done in our life and continue to do. Father, I pray for this time uh, that you help us to truly reflect deep in our souls uh, that we leave this place even more in love with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.